The following is a Q&A featuring Ernie Hudson at Tidewater Comic Con in Virginia Beach, Virginia. It's just a small snippet of his Q&A that he did, and I do need to apologize once again for some audio issues. There's a lot of rumbling in the background that is me getting my backpack situated and also getting my camera equipment as I was taking photos while I was recording the event. So I apologize for all of the background noise. It's not too terrible. It's not too jarring to listen to, but uh, I definitely need to improve on making sure that I sit absolutely still and do not move when recording these panels. But I did want you to get a chance to listen to some really great information that Ernie has dropped, and hopefully we will get him on a podcast to talk to us on a one-on-one sooner than later. But for now, check out Ernie Hudson Q&A at Tidewater Comic Con. Sort of 
melt when he smiles or something. So you you can't smile. So I've, I've done movies I won't mention names where we ran into this room and we're running from the monster and the lead guy he ripped off his shirt and so I'm like that's cool so I ripped off my shirt <laughs> and then the lead guy left the room and then they couldn't get him to come back to the set for hours. Wow. And then finally the director came and said that they kind of figured what was going on. I said Ernie, uh, uh, could you could you uh, put your shirt back on? <laughs> You make ladies swoon better. Uh, little, little stuff, you know, that uh, they don't want you to believe that. You know, I've, I've done movies where uh, be, we, we have a running scene. I think my wife was doing up in Vancouver. And so I got to pretend I'm running as fast as I can, but not passing him. Um, you know, little, little stuff. You know, that you kind of... Uh, I have no idea where that came from. But... Uh, <laughs> But it's a, it's a funny business. So um, so when I do a movie that has nothing to do with anybody, else, like an Hannah Rocks Cradle, you know what I mean? Then I can just do my work and everybody else can do uh, what they do. Or even in Congo in a way, because I wasn't really trying to compete with the guy for the girl. But then after they test the movie, uh, the fans kept saying they wish I had gotten the girl because they didn't like the guy and the girl together. So. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so it's um, the the work is good, but sometimes you you almost you, you almost feel the studio wants you to pull back a bit um, to to make the other guy. You know, they think the money's in the other guy, and so one of the downsides of being an actor, I guess. All right, over here. Thank you. Thank you. Well, the only job I've turned down of jobs um, is if there's something that I really feel, I, I feel in a way the work is, no matter what your work is, it's not just acting, but your work is your gift. It's what we put out there. And so I want to stand by the movies or the stories. And so if there's something that's really that I don't feel right that I want to put out there. Okay, there was a, there was a movie they wanted me to play this part. This guy who's kind of, these guys kill this, this couple. And then there's a hitman put out to track them down. So the movie is about this guy tracking down each of these guys. And so the guy that I was playing, um, you don't see him much in the movie, but he tracks this guy down and, um, and he ends up beating this guy up, my guy up really badly. And then he, he um, throws him in a dumpster and he shoots him up the butt. What? And, and the guy bleeds out, and so it's a painful death. Now, I don't know, I just don't, you know what I mean? I'm like, uh, no. I don't want my kids to, you know what I mean? I just kind of, uh, so when it's something like that, you kind of go, no, I don't think so, you know? There was a movie recently that wanted me to, um, I was, I was, I, I was, they wanted me to play the part of this mayor, and I don't know if it's come out of that because I didn't follow it, but anyway, the mayor was a real jerk, and it was an awful thing happening uh, locally, but he was trying to keep it, people, but it was, people were dying, and he was, like, not letting the information out, and so this thing had gotten into the, the water system, and so it's a scene that my character would have been, um, 
he's kind of grooming himself in the bathroom mirror, and then he sits down on the toilet, and then this thing, of course, comes up out of the toilet, and sort of starts eating him, and he jumps, and he falls on the floor, and then we see this thing, yeah, come on, really, I mean, I don't know, you know, I'm not feeling that, so, so some stuff you kind of go, I just don't want to, if the thing, well, even sometimes it backfires, Sam Jackson in uh, True Romance. Uh, it's a scene in the very beginning where Gary Oldman, this is, they uh, talked to me about it, Gary Oldman, he said something about eating, I won't say what the word is because kids are here, and, um, and Gary Oldman shoots him in the face. And I'm like, no. Well, Sam met Quentin Tarantino and the rest is history. So then you kind of go, well, maybe I should have been shot in the face. You know, <laughs> you, know you second guess yourself a lot. But I think if, if there's something that I really feel um, not right about. Sometimes you take a moral high ground, you know. I did a series for ABC, and um, I just, they, they, they canceled the show, but I just done a series, and then um, uh, Shonda Rhimes wanted me to come in and read for uh, to meet her on Grey's Anatomy. So I met her, the meeting went well, she said she was a fan, and I thought the job was mine. And then they said, we want you to come in and read, and I said, well, I already met her, so why am I gonna go in and read? So I, I'm not gonna go and read. Well, you know, 14 years later, um, um, Pickens, Bill Pickens, I think it is, uh, William Pickens, yeah. yeah. He, he got the job and he's now making about $500,000 an episode or something, something ridiculous. So sometimes you kind of go, well, but I think ultimately it's, you realize that some things just aren't for you, you know. Um, I didn't understand Candyman. I'm like, well, so, so what? They call the name and the, the bees? I don't know. <laughs> and Tony Todd, uh, when I saw Tony do it, he made sense out of it, and it worked fine. So, but ultimately, you gotta you gotta stand by your work. You know, it can't all be just about the money. Now, if somebody paid me a lot of money, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because at some point, you gotta go. How much is it worth? You know, and a lot of times, it's not paying that much money. So, why? You know? So you gotta give, you say, well, either it's gotta be fun, or it's gotta be the money. Because I gotta tell you, there's some things, you know, the money's right, I'm sorry, I, you know. But I'd be able to say to you, I got paid $10 million, and you kinda go, okay, I get that. <laughs> you know? But, um, but if there's no money, and it's not a great part, and it's not, you know, so. So that's my only, probably, criteria that I All right, we have time for a few more. Well, the A's in this one beginning. It's yeah, going to fall off. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I, my, my name is Ernie, too. Right? <laughs> so, so, yeah, 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 I know. But, but, but when Ernie did the role, he was... Um, so, uh, I don't think he liked me. At any rate, um, I was doing some TV show just for a few days, and then I got a call and said they went with Arsenio because I was busy. So, it was like, I think, that, I think he wanted Arsenio... Um, and um, now for me, I want to do this show because, once again, I was a single dad. That show would have made a big difference uh, in my world at that time. But um, but it's okay. I'm good with it now. You know, I'm good with it now. I saw Arsenio. I threw him up against the wall. I said, maybe too much. No, <laughs> no, I like Arsenio. Let's go. Yeah, right here. Well, you know, when I was younger, I would do, I would really get into the character, I suppose, be more method. 
you know, the kids when they were small, they would they had to call me by my character name because I'm in character now, you see. Um, and I would study a lot, and I would, if a character lived an experience that I didn't know anything about, I would try to sort of go right along with the policeman or just try to be in that world uh, to get a sense of it. I'm older now, I don't do any of that stuff. It's like, you know. Um, and I found that uh, it's, it's nice to be able to play me. So the Grace and Frankie is just me doing me. It's a lot easier. Um, but if it's a really interesting role, then the work you do is worth it. But most of the stuff is just not that challenging, unfortunately, I'm sad to say. But, but yeah, so as an actor, you want to, acting is believing, so you want to create the world and make it believable that you would be someone in that world. You know, you see guys playing parts, you kind of go, this guy would never be the president, or he's not, come on, you know. Um, this guy can't fly a plane, like he can't even drive a car. You know, there's some people you just go, I don't buy him. Or you see the guy with the girl, and you kind of go, this girl would never be. It just ain't going to happen, you know. <laughs> so you want to be able to believe the story. Um, otherwise, it just kind of doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, right there, love the jacket. Oh, oh, go Roley, yes. And it's, I like the substitute because he was really a bad guy, you know, but he wasn't just a straight bad guy. He was a guy who was kind of smooth on the beginning, and then we find out later he's a bad guy. So it, it's nice to play character. It's nice to play a character that you haven't played before. You know, that was, you know, he ends up being a real, a real bad person. And so it was fun, it was fun, and I think it kind of freaked some Ghostbuster fans out who didn't, couldn't quite understand that. But I, 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 I'm really, I'm a sucker for that. You know, I was, I played a movie called Tornado, uh, with Bruce Campbell, and, uh, and I was a scientist who invented this weather machine. I thought, wow, how cool is that plenty call? I said, yeah, I want to do it. I mean, I'm a scientist. I invented a weather machine. It's a, it's a machine that's so, you know, it's technically superior, and it's great. And I thought, wow, man, I'll, I'll have glasses, and I have like a lab coat. And then I saw the weather machine. It was, they actually took a little barbecue thing. <laughs> With the windows of the edge, she pulled up and down. <laughs> they put some little twinking lights on it. That was it. I mean, I was like, that was the weather machine. So, um, but uh, I have no idea what your question was, but hopefully. <laughs> All right, how about right here? How do I remember where? Well, you know, when I was a kid, probably, I, I do a lot of public speaking now, um, or a lot more than I used to. And the one thing that I always sort of remind that I would say everywhere I go is um, my grandmother raised me. Um, my mom died when I was three months old. I never knew my dad. And um, and I had a real hard time with the whole not having a dad because that's kind of, you know, who you are, the guy who's the generation before you. So I didn't have that. I kind of connected to my father through my children. I sort of learned what that was like because suddenly I was a single dad and you know, how do you do these things? But my grandmother kind of helped me through it because she, seeing me struggle with it as a little kid, she said, um, you may not know your earthly father, I can't help you with that, but God is your father. And I would go, yeah, mama would, God is like everybody's father. <laughs> and she said, yeah, that's true, but she said, everybody don't know it. 
So I'm telling you so you always know it. And once you know that, once you really get that and believe that, that source that I was talking about earlier, that is, that is the source that God, that is who you are. And you can ask for anything and you can be anything. And all the rules that everybody says apply, it doesn't really apply. And the trajectory that they had for me growing up in the projects in this really poor town, I'd be in some prison or something, all or dead probably, like so many of my friends. But when you know who you truly are, that's got nothing to do with me. It's who I believe I am, who I know I am, and then I can ask, and it's given, and I can believe that, it's, and I believe that, like I said, about all of us. So, how you stay humble is to know that I'm, I'm one. We talk about everybody, all men are created equal. We, we know that's not true on a physical level, but in spirit, we are all connected. We're all one, and the good news is nobody's better than you. The bad news is you know better than anybody else, and so you keep that. Just keep it real. <laughs> you know, just keep it real. And it ain't about, you know, you do this work and then you do that work and that makes you better. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. You know, we're all in this trying to do the same thing, just trying to be happy, trying to raise up families, trying to, you know. And I travel everywhere. I see all kinds of so people, but the bottom line is, man, we're all one of the same spirit. How you do it. We got time for one more. The young lady on the left. Yep. Yes, you. Uh, well, the of the two Ghostbuster movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and unless you count the cartoon show, I didn't see the cartoon because I wasn't in it. But um, <laughs> but um, the video game. Oh, the video game. Yeah, no, of the, um, well, my favorite, I like the first movie. I thought it was much, I thought it was more creative, but a lot of people like the second movie. Bill Murray hated the second movie, which is why he didn't have a third movie, but, um, but anyway, I, I, I thought the first movie was more creative, even though I made more money in the second movie. That's nice.